Welcome to the High Frequency Females podcast. I'm Tiana Walker and I want to thank you for tuning in and as always thank you for taking the time for yourself. If you're here on this journey with us it's because you want to raise your vibration and live the life you want and the life that you deserve. With that in mind it means we all need to heal, face our shadow selves and educate ourselves so we can become the people we've always wanted to be. This podcast is a collaboration of inspiring and empowering women and human beings who will help us along in our journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect because I'm on this journey with you and I'm going to keep it real as I know I'll screw things up along the way with you. And hey, we're all human, right? Well, I guess we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but hey, that's woo-woo for you. This space is completely free of judgment and is full of acceptance and healing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and enjoy the High Frequency Females podcast. Hello, all you high frequency females and human beings. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. And don't I have an amazing guest with me today? Her name is Kesley Tweed. She is the empath coach. As well as being astrologer and Reiki master, this incredible human being is just sees light in the most beautiful way and how you can use your empathy as a amazing tool in your life. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello all you high frequency females. I have Kesley Tweed joining me today. Welcome, welcome, welcome you high frequency female you. How are you today? <laughs> I'm wonderful and just so happy to be here from across the world, which is amazing. I just think it's so amazing how energy can just connect so virtually. Um, you know, we like say 50 years ago, you couldn't have this connection with people and it's just so free now to be able to connect to like-minded beautiful people and the community that we're developing is just next level I don't know how do you feel about the connections you can make virtually oh same way I mean I'm an Aquarius right and so for those we'll, we'll get into the astrology right away but we love community we love technology and connecting with people from different walks of life so I feel like what we have now in this age is just a beautiful time for all of us, especially those of us who are on a spiritual or consciousness path. Sometimes you can feel alone in that. Um, and so this ability that we now have to connect with like-minded people through podcasts, Instagram, all the tools that we have, I think is just amazing. It's a great time to be here on this planet for sure. Yeah. And you're an empath coach and there's something that I just absolutely loved on your website and it says fall in love with who you are and create the life you love. I just think that's so beautiful. And I would love to know your story of, you know, how you got on this journey to be an empath coach, your Reiki healing and astrology. How did you grow from step one to the beautiful woman you are now? Oh, thank you. Great question. We come into this lifetime 
with lots to learn, with specific lessons that we are here to to master. And so after hitting the point of exhaustion and realizing like, I can't do life like this, um, I got heavily into personal growth and self-development, started doing Tony Robbins events, started meditating twice a day. Um, my journey with my health and fitness became less about what I looked like and more about how I was actually taking care of myself. So there was a huge transfer and shift in every, every single way. The other thing that happened was most of my life was about kind of the external achievements. It was how far can I climb? How, you know, how well can I do in my corporate job? How well can I do in this? What kind of accolades or approval can I seek? And I realized I had to figure out what fulfilled me. And so I also decided at that point in time that I wanted to become a coach. So I started the journey of starting a business. Um, Initially, I was more focused on fitness, but that quickly expanded out into meditation and life coaching. Um, And where I am today is really specializing in the life coaching, in helping empaths specifically in astrology. So it really is that soul journey that we're all here on. So taking us from that kind of surface level, just going through the motions of life to, as you said, Tiana, really falling in love with who you are, and creating a life that you love. So it's about empowerment. It's about creating abundance. And all of that starts with with you and your own energy. Yeah. And I think there's a real culture out there that empath is a negative thing and that we pick up a negative emotion, but it can be really a superpower. I feel that it's my superpower when I'm around people and I pick up their energy. And it's almost like a mm-hmm. challenge of how I can take that energy and turn it into something positive. What is your views on on being an empath and making that your superpower? Oh, 100% agree that it truly is empathy and being an empath is such a beautiful gift, especially at this day and age. In, in this day and age, I was talking earlier about purpose. And what I've noticed about empaths is that what is beautiful about them is that they feel called to purpose. They feel called to make a difference. I truly believe that if you are an empath and you are here on this planet at this time, you are here for a reason. Your soul signed up for this and you are here to be part of raising the vibration and the frequency of this planet. Now, from a gifts perspective, there are so many gifts beyond that that are just accessible to empaths. It's really just a matter of learning how to fine tune. So I mentioned that I was a people pleaser growing up. Well, what was that about? I was, you know, highly in tune to the energy, the emotions, the expectations of other people, but I wasn't in tune with myself. So how can we bridge that gap and make it a superpower? It's wonderful when we can tune in to what other people might be feeling, to energy in a room, to channeling in divine guidance or creativity, that sensitivity that we that we need when we truly want to build relationships. So there are just so many amazing gifts that it it really just is a matter of connecting with you first. So that is that is the secret, the essence to making the challenges of being an empath a super superpower, right? Learning how to truly manage and connect with our own energy. Because when we're aligned with that, it doesn't matter 
who's around us. It doesn't matter what kind of energy is around us. We are centered. We are in our highest vibration and we have the opportunity because we're not just absorbers of energy. We are amplifiers of energy. We are creators of energy. So we as empaths have the ability to level up and bring a higher vibration to every room and every environment that we walk into. So it is such a beautiful gift. And that's part of my mission as a coach for empaths is just helping, helping these amazing humans recognize it is not about being a victim at all. Like you have superpowers. Let's learn how to use them to not only create a better world, but a better life for you as well. And so with that in mind, how do you protect your energy so, you know, you don't go out of alignment because, you know, it's very easy to get caught up in, in other people's energy that you forget to protect yourself. What are your best tips of being able to stay in alignment? Another beautiful, beautiful question. Um, The biggest thing that has made the difference in my life, and I've seen it make a difference in other, the lives of other empaths, is taking time every morning to center yourself. So before you go out into the world, come home to you, center into you. So for me, I always, and this made a huge change in my life, meditation. So meditating every single morning before I got into the world, and it doesn't have to look like you think it should look like, right? This is about feeling you, feeding you, aligning you. So closing your eyes, breathing, visualizing, using affirmations, just creating the person deciding who it is that you want to bring into that day is the most important part, right? So asking yourself questions like, how do I want to feel today? How do I want to grow today? What do I want to give today? How do I want to show up today? And deciding this is the me, this is the vibration that I'm going to bring into the world. And I think meditation is a beautiful way of doing that. Um, So that kind of covers the the soul and the body, or excuse me, the mind part of ourselves. But I also am a big believer as an empath, empath in how important it is to pay attention to our physical body, our physical vibration, the vessel that contains this amazing soul. Right. So doing things like exercising on a daily basis, eating nourishing foods, pure foods, pure water, um, all of that is really important for empaths as well. I think for all of us, right, that body, mind, soul approach is critical, but in particular for sensitive to energy is even more important for us as empaths. So those would be my my couple of tips. Yeah, and it's so crazy because I definitely see a difference in myself when I do eat poorly. Um, you know, I'm dehydrated. Um, I then get a lot of headaches and I just I just don't feel myself. And I feel like, oh, well, I am a Pisces, so I'm like, I need that water. <laughs> yes, yes. Water is just an amazing building block, an element of life force, like a purifier. I mean, it's just an amazing, amazing, magical gift that we have. And I think oftentimes because it's just sort of accessible, uh, we don't, we're not as conscious about it, but that is one of the most important things that we can do is be mindful. We were just talking about alkaline water and now my partner and I are drinking spring, natural spring water. And so 
super, super important part of managing our overall consciousness and energy. Yeah. And there was a study that I saw ages ago and it was about like saying to your water how you love your water and it it somehow changes the cells and the makeup of the water. And I think that is so important. And we're made with, you know, I I don't know the percent, isn't it like 90% water or something the human, human body's made from. So if we're telling ourselves that we love ourselves, we appreciate ourselves, I guess that must translate, surely. 100%, right? That vibration rings through us. And to your point, um, we actually have affirmations taped on all of our water bottles, you know, things like love and peace and joy. And I truly believe that changes the makeup of the water. But it also, as we see that, as we have that reminder, as we have that constant presence of who we want to be and the vibration that we want to be in, I think it shifts us on a mental and even physical level as well. So yes, super, super important. Do you know what? Being that it's 5.30 in the morning here in Australia that we're recording, you have just made my day. I have a full new perspective of how I'm going to carry out the rest of my day. You honestly have changed my day. (laughs) I'm going to be like with my Nico pens and my Sharpies writing all notes on my my water bottles now. It's, you know, it's amazing. Yes. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And thank you so much for getting up early to, to meet with you, to meet with me today. Um, it actually brings it something else that I'll change, that I'll share as in terms of a tip for being an empath. So we talked about kind of meditation and affirmations and things like that. Another tool that I really like to share that I think is very useful to start our days is something that I call pause, feel, choose. And it really gets into you being the owner, the manager, the the creator of your emotions. And so the pause part is essentially that taking time to pause each day, whether it's in meditation or even as you go out into your day. And maybe you have a stressful moment like today, for example, I had a call and I could just feel myself feeling a little tight after the call. And I thought, okay, I need to take a little pause. And a big part of the pause is literally just taking a deep breath. Tiana, you and I did that before we started our podcast. Let's just take a deep breath. My nervous sweat. And it does because I get that nervous sweat before I press record and I'm not nervous, but I know that I'm on the path of something amazing and it's almost like this excitement. So we did pause and yes, loved it. Belly breathing. (laughs) Right. And, and so this is a great example, right? Because I heard a saying once and it was, Fear is just excitement without the breath. And oftentimes any negative thing that we're feeling is, is simply because we've allowed ourselves to become reactive instead of proactive and taking ownership and choosing our emotions. And so the breath is incredibly powerful and taking that moment to choose to put ourselves into that proactive instead of reactive state, but it also actually shifts our nervous system from a fight or flight into that more peaceful, they call it like rest and digest part of ourselves, right? So that pause, doing that in the morning, doing it anytime you feel triggered during the day. The second step is to feel. I think that as empaths, right? If we were to just say like, oh, I don't feel anything. I'm just happy all the time. That would be a disservice to our truth and to ourselves. And so the second step is to actually allow ourselves, okay, what am I feeling? Oh, I'm, I'm actually feeling a little bit of fear or anxiety or stress, or I'm feeling negative, whatever it is. Okay. I own that. 
I don't, it doesn't mean I keep it, but in this moment, I acknowledge that that is something that I'm feeling. And I recognize that I have the power to choose differently. I have the power to transform it because I am the creator of my reality. I am the creator of my emotions. So the third step is the choose, right? Choosing a new emotion. Okay. I don't want to feel fear. I choose just as you said, so beautiful Tiana to feel excitement and to recognize that something great is on the horizon. And along with the choosing the emotion, choosing what it is that you want to focus on. To your point, you can go into a day, you can go into an interview focusing on all the things that could go wrong, all the things that do go wrong. It's so interesting, right? Like I noticed this in myself, especially when I'm back in my perfectionist days, it was like all these things would go right during the day, but my brain would focus on the one thing that could go wrong or did go wrong or that I did wrong or whatever it was that was negative. And so we've got to be very, very selective and intentional about what it is that we are going to choose to focus on and remain focused on as we go into our day or in any situation where we might be emotionally triggered. So Another little tip, pause, feel, choose. I've written that down in my notebooks because I think that's super important, especially when you are dealing, I know myself that I am still in the corporate world and I am dealing with a lot of not only team members, but also customers as well to be able to recognize that one, it's not my own energy. And that's sometimes, I think, especially if you are starting to open up, being able to recognize what's your energy and what's not your energy. Yes. Beautiful. And it's in and to take that a, another step deeper, right? Like I love that. Hey, you know, just because other people are around me and they're anxious or they're stressed or they're high strung or they're perfectionist doesn't mean that I have to take that on. And I noticed myself in a meeting today, in fact, where I was meeting with a person who was very, very like, you know, very passionate about what it is that she does. But at the same time, I was feeling like, oh, I need to be in this same kind of space, which to me felt more like anxiety. Like it was kind of like starting this end and feeling anxious. And it was this acknowledgement of not, not only can I choose my emotions, but I get to choose what's important for me and how I define quality, how I define success, right? So success in the workplace, whether it's in the corporate world, in our lives, whether we're coaches, entrepreneurs, whatever it is, doesn't always mean grinding. It doesn't mean more stress. It doesn't mean working harder. It doesn't mean working longer hours. I used to think those things were true. And I had to realize that when I would get around people who define success that way, that I had to be very intentional about, okay, my definition of success actually now looks different. I can do my job in a way that is feminine, that is flowing, that is creative, that uses my empath gifts, that uses my collaborative gifts. I don't have to do it in the same way that I've done it or in that masculine way or that stressed out way that used to earn us like, you know, gold stars, um, you know, back in the day when it was all about working harder, doesn't have to be that way. And so uh, I think that, you know, for me was a really important shift as well. Um, Beyond the emotional and energetic pieces, the mindset and are creating our own definition of success to go along with that. I think that is so beautifully said because I think we all get sort of caught up in what success looks like that we sometimes forget what success looks like for ourselves because we're trying yes. to live up to other people's expectations of ourselves and what society 
deems as successful. And I think that is a big gap between, uh, I guess, the US and Australia where you don't actually have to go to university to be successful. And I I see that time and time again because I I have so many listeners in the US that get caught in that cycle of, okay, you, you leave high school, you go to college. If you don't go to college, you're unsuccessful. Where Mm -hmm. I live in a world that, you know, it is like they glorify tradies or you could go work in so many avenues that you don't even have to be in debt to go to university or college or anything. You know, you pave your way in something that's beauty and light. And it's Mm -hmm. so like construct, I can't even get my words out, but it's just so different, the cultures we live in, both Mm -hmm. uh, first world countries but so vastly different on what we deem as successful yes no it's a really good point you know and it's it's you know that importance of defining success for ourselves doesn't even matter if it's in the workplace or where we are like i'm i'm about to be a mother for the first time and i'm like okay the way i define success as a mother may look different than the traditional way or the way I define success for my health may look different than what I see on Instagram or the way I define success in relationships or whatever it is. I think that need to really be with ourselves and um, create for ourselves who it is that we want to be. And again, how we define success is just an important model in every single area of life and saves us a lot of stress and pain. (laughs) Now, let's get into the fun stuff, astrology. Yes, let's do it. Yes. Yay, awesome. <laughs> I'm excited. So I just think like astrology, absolutely love it. Uh, even as like a teenager going through magazines and jumping straight to the astrology or in the newspaper, just obsession, <laughs> love it, love it. And so it's so funny because I love that when your name pops up, it comes up as Aquarius Sun, Capricorn Moon and Libra Rising. And I think a lot of people like just go straight to their sun sign. But how important are your big three as a whole? So, so important. Um, I mean, first to touch on our sun sign, the sun sign is by no means not important. It is incredibly important. But to your point, there's so many other layers. There are so many different elements and aspects of us. So when we're looking at our sun sign, that is our soul. That is the center, the core of us, our core energy, what lights us up, what gives us energy, the plot of our movie. So understanding that sun super, super important. However, things like our moon sign, which would be one of, as as you put it so eloquently, the big three, our moon sign is our inner self. It is that part of us that's maybe not seen, but it is felt is our needs. It's our emotional landscape. It can even be intuitively how we experience the world. Uh, It's how we self-parent. So understanding that I think is critical. And for me, that was for a long time. I mean, I kind of understood I'm an Aquarius. Like I get what that means. When I started to understand my moon, my Capricorn moon in particular, that's when I really was able to meet needs within myself. And, you know, we talk about empaths. One of the other things that can come up is we can become sort of codependent, right? Like we want other people to kind of help us meet our own needs because we're not really sure what we need. And so for empaths, I think it's even more important to understand, okay, this is a need that I have. This 
is what's going on inside of me. This is maybe why I feel what I feel. This is why I'm triggered. So that, you know, moon sign, that is also really important. And then the third one would be the rising sign. And our rising sign is, I think, one of the really kind of cool signatures to understand in our chart because it is our identity. It is our physical appearance. But I also like to think of it as kind of like those superpowers that we have that we were given to really kind of make it in the world, to to bring our sun to life, to meet the needs of the moon, to to just kind of like exist and make it in this reality. So that's also really important. And it also sets the tone for our entire chart. So beyond the signatures or the planets, we also have something called houses and the houses show us every single area of your life from your career to your relationships, to yourself, to your home life, to health. I mean, there's all, all, every aspect of life is captured in one of these houses. And so that rising sign kind of sets the path for the rulers and the energies of each of those houses. So it all works together into this beautiful, sacred map of your soul, your soul's journey. Um, Another thing that I've been really getting into recently, something new that I've been studying is how to look at this map as sort of a template for how we are meant to evolve. So you can look at astrology from the lens of this is what makes me amazing. This is what makes me great. And you can also look at it from the lens of this is what I'm here to work on. This is what I'm here to overcome, which I think can be incredibly helpful because a lot of us, right, we're here to work on karma or what, so tacoon is another word I've heard used for it, which is a a Kabbalistic term, um, something that I'm studying right now. And we're here to overcome these things. We're here to transform. We're here to make corrections in specific ways on a soul level. And so astrology can really help guide us in that as well, which I think is incredibly empowering so that we're not getting stuck in the same patterns and the same things over and over again. Um, So yeah, I love astrology. It's been transformative for me and so many clients and friends and people and um, totally share your passion for it. Okay, (laughs) because I've got my little book that I've worked out what my houses are and and all that. So if I were to look at my chart, where do I need to start to look? If I wanted to level up my life, where do I sort of focus? What areas? Is it the houses? Is it the signs? Where do I start that development? That's a great question again. Um, Definitely the planets, right? Mastering and understanding your sun, your moon, and your rising on a deep level. And what I always like to sort of encourage people to do is use a model that I like to call name, claim, and aim. So understanding, for example, using this with your sun sign would be a great place to start. Okay, I understand I'm an Aquarius. What does that mean to me in my own words? And I encourage people to, you know, go online, do your research, listen to podcasts, listen to YouTube videos, find blogs, and start to pull out phrases and descriptions that you're like, yeah, that's me. That resonates with me. So that you can understand in your own frame what it means to be your sign. The second part is to claim, right? Claiming the essence of your sign, which is, oh, that's how I've already seen this at work in my life in positive ways. And here's how, right? I know that, you know, astrology, for example, is is ruled by Aquarius. Oh, this is amazing. Like, I feel like I have this sort of natural connection to astrology. That's one of the ways that's amazing that I've already seen my sign at work in my life. And then the aiming part is, okay, here's what I've learned. Here's how I've seen it at work. 
how can I use who I am, my gifts, my natural energy to reach whatever goal that I have in life, whatever it is that I want to do or be or create or achieve, I can use my natural gifts and talents to make that happen. And so that's what I really like to encourage people to do, especially with their sun sign. Um, but again, you could do that with your moon sign, your rising sign. So those are some of the, the really important planets. Um, beyond that, our Mercury is incredibly important to understand because that's our communication style. Um, so I think whether it's in business, career, you know, your own, you know, if you're an entrepreneur or relationships, understanding how you think, how you communicate, how other people think and communicate. So understanding their mercuries could be really important from a relational perspective. I've definitely found um, some benefit to that. And then our Mars and our Venus are two other very uh, kind of personal that we call personal planets. So Venus being who you, how you love, how you experience love, how you give love, what you love, your Mars being more of that drive and that force, that kind of assertiveness that we have within us. Um, really important to understand our Saturn would be another one. Everyone's probably kind of heard about Saturn or maybe Saturn return if you've studied astrology as well, but Saturn's kind of the planet, the teacher of some of the harder lessons and mastering our Saturn is important to understanding and really coming of age, really being an adult, really taking kind of the reins of our lives and being a creator in our lives. And then the final one I'll mention, the final personal planet is Jupiter. And Jupiter is a sign of abundance. Jupiter is an amplifier. Jupiter is where we have opportunity for, for goodness to come into our lives. So starting with those planets in that order, I think would be kind of the way I would do it. So sun, moon rising, getting into your Mercury, your Venus, your Mars, your Saturn, and your Jupiter is kind of how I would look at it. Um, and you can do a lot to your point, Tiana, just on your own, just through research. I mean, that's kind of how I started learning. I will say that it made a huge difference when I had my first professional reading. It was like, so she spoke to me and she shared with me about my chart and it was like something opened in my soul. And it was like, oh, wow, this all makes sense. Like who I am, where I am, how I got here, it all makes sense now. And it was like this piece that there was a divine synchronicity to all of it. So if you've not had a professional reading, I would highly encourage people to, to look into that and find an astrologer that you resonate with. Oh my God, that's so exciting. I just recently joined the Spiritual Center here in Cairns in far north Queensland. So I had my numerology done, but I think I'm going to have to hit them up and be like, okay, I need my astrology chart done <laughs> and yeah, understanding it better, absolutely. I guess. Absolutely. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful experience and every astrologer kind of has, you know, his or her own flavor of, of kind of how they do it and what they share. And so, you know, do your research. If I can, you know, help anyone out there in any way, um, I would love to as well. So yes, definitely like do it. It, it will, it will change your life forever for sure. Yeah. And so my Jupiter is that that rules Pisces, doesn't it? It does, and, yes, and in the I'm traditional a, planet yeah, gem, correct. <laughs> yeah, and then mine, I think it's in my Pisces section too. Oh, wow, so, that's beautiful. So I'm like, okay, what's that mean? I'm going to have lots of money? No. <laughs> yes, that, that is like, that is ability to connect with, with spirit, right? That is ability to, to co-create with the universe and manifest amazing things, especially when you're aligned with putting 
goodness and spirituality and soulfulness and consciousness into the world. So I would say you're already flexing that part of your chart. Um, But I'm sure there's even more goodness to come for you in that area. Yeah. And and it's so crazy. Like even when I just look at my um, chart versus my partner's chart, and I did ask a few of the girls that I work with, you know, if you're going to ask an astrologer, you know, what would you ask? And it always comes back to love love yeah (laughs) and so they're like okay what part of your chart do you need to work out if you're compatible with someone is it your sun is it moon and it's your venus like where do you start to look that is so there's multiple factors right just like there is in our own chart there's multiple factors we can look at when we look at compatibility so one thing i always like to share with people is that i i i hesitate to tell us to use astrology for compatibility in terms of, well, I'm an Aquarius and he's a Capricorn, so we're not compatible, right? Like that can not really be that helpful, but where astrology can be incredibly helpful is to help us understand the other person's frame, their journey, who they are, what you know, what their love language is, what their soul's purpose is, what their challenges might be. And so really to kind of give a little bit more specific beyond that, I mean, sun signs are important when you're looking at compatibility for, again, that understanding, because that is sort of like your way of being in the world. That's your primary energy. So at a minimum, having an understanding of that person's energy is really, really important. So you know, like someone who's a Pisces is going to have more of an emotional experience and approach to life. Someone who is an earth sign is going to be more grounded. Someone who's a fire sign is going to be like, let's, let's just get this done already. Like, let's go right. Air signs are about communication and they're going to have a lot of ideas and be kind of going in a lot of different directions. So just having that kind of basic understanding of, well, they're not a you know, there's nothing wrong with them. They're not doing it wrong. They are just different from me because they have a different core energy than I do. And it gives us a lot of empathy and it gives us an, a lot, a lot of ability to kind of open up and connect with people. Whereas if we don't just, if we don't understand them on that level, it can be harder to do that. So the sun sign is incredibly important. Um, the other thing for us to look at is the seventh house in astrology is our relationship house. And that tells us kind of how really like the, the, the ideal relationship energy for a person, it can also show us a lot about what the potential partner, ideal partner could be like. So it's not like, Oh, the seventh house is Pisces. You have to date a Pisces, but the person that you ultimately choose may have a lot of those characteristics or qualities or that type of energy. So that can be really helpful in sort of that clarification. Um, Venus, another really important signature when it comes to love, because it is sort of like our love language, how we give and receive love. Mars, that's like that attraction. It can show us a lot about what we're attracted to or what the other person is attracted to. And you said moon sign. Moon sign is incredibly important because it helps us understand what the needs are of both people in the relationship, the emotional needs, so that you know, people can be attentive and and open to that. So, um, you know, people come to me and they're like, okay, here's the chart of a potential partner. Can this work? And I use it to say, 
It can. And here's what you need to know if you ultimately choose to be in a partnership with this person or couples will come to me and they'll say, you know, help me understand my partner better. Help us understand how to take our relationship to the next level. So again, astrology can be a foundation for creating that conversation, that understanding, that um, really being able to understand ourselves and our partners on a much deeper level. So yeah, I love using astrology as a tool for building better relationships, healthier relationships. Oh, I just absolutely love it. And even like I've got, it's like AstroChart is probably one of my go-to websites that I like if I meet someone new, I'm like, okay, so when when's your birthday? <laughs> yeah. What time were you born? Do you know what time you were born? And sometimes <laughs> they're like, hang on, I just got to text my mom. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And it's so helpful. It's so helpful to just kind of have that understanding and that deeper ability to connect with with someone that we meet, whether it's on the love front or, you know, just a friend or whoever it might be. Yeah. And now one of the most I was gonna say one of the most rewarding things I've done is using astrology with teams, you know, in the workplace, helping a team understand, oh, like this person's not, you know, just set in their ways this is just they're they're a fixed sign or they're an earth sign or whatever it is or you know the 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 air signs like i can say this cuz i'm an air sign they're kind of all over the place they need to be grounded it just helps us understand uh, one another better yeah. so well i was sort help. of reading about fixed signs and what's the other mm-hmm. ones is it mutable i'm not sure yeah yeah so there's cardinal fixed and mutable signs so each one of the zodiac signs is really assigned to one of those modes um so for example i'm an aquarius my sun sign is a fixed sign you're a pisces your sun sign is a mutable sign so fixed signs they're more fixed they kind of are the maintainers of things they're the kind of people who kind of set a process and they're able to continue it Whereas mutable, they're much more easily able to kind of change and flow and adjust and shift cardinal signs. Those are the initiators. Those are the people that are great at getting things off the ground, passing them over to the fixed signs to maintain. And then, you know, when it's time for change, that's when those mutable signs really thrive. They can evolve and shift and 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 change and help us all change in a way. That explains a lot <laughs> because I love change. I see change yeah. as an opportunity of just amazing and beautiful things. And people are like, what? Yes. You like change? And I said, yeah, because you can do some beautiful, amazing things. And then if it doesn't work, you just go back to how it was. And is that such a bad place? Yeah. So that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Exactly. And I'll just remind people once again, like just because your sun sign is one thing doesn't mean you don't have all of, you might have fixed mutable and cardinal at different places within your chart. So we all have the ability and that's really, um, that's really the the goal of astrology and our, our birth chart, right? It's not about locking ourselves in and being like, I'm just going to be an Aquarius and this is who I am. It's really about evolving beyond that and transcending that and um, using it as a tool to kind of evolve through and beyond our zodiac signs to this place of limitlessness, right? Where we're not defined by anything. We are just pure, amazing, love, light, beautiful energy. So 
So, yeah, great tool. <laughs> so also with our moons, how does the full moon and the new moon affect us? Because we see it all through social media. It's like the new moon is here. Yes. And I do a, ma- a little panic of like, what do I need to do? Or it's a full moon. Yes. And like, what do I need to do? <laughs> So oh, amazing. Yes. Amazing question. And I love talking about this because it's really been like, again, another thing that's been life changing for me. So I used to always, like, as I said, a super achiever, right? Go, go, go all the time. And you know how at certain points you feel like you're just like fighting against the universe. Like you're just like, okay, like everything is working against me. One of the primary flows that we need to understand is the new and the full moon cycle. So it is about planting seeds, allowing things to grow. There's an energy that's correlated with new moons that is fresh, new, new beginnings, taking initiative, starting things, moving things forward. That is incredibly important to understand that when we're manifesting, that we will be more successful, more abundant, have a lot more support and flow from the universe when we're starting those things in alignment with those new moon cycles. Now, just as important is the full moon cycle. And the full moon cycle is more about releasing and clearing out old stagnant energy so that we can begin again in the new cycle and allow new things to manifest. So those new, those full moon cycles are about celebrating gratitude, observing those things that have come to fruition in our lives and saying, thank you universe for the support that you've given me your great job self, whatever it is. But then what is no longer serving me and really letting go of of what isn't and, and clearing out emotions or limiting beliefs or toxic thoughts or whatever it is that we might be holding on to. So that flow of new moon, new intentions, you know, time to start new things, planting new seeds, full moon, releasing, letting go, detoxing, if you will. And that happens every single month on a monthly, monthly basis is, um, it can, it can just help us manifest faster, better and so much easier when we allow both of those parts of the process to take shape. Lovely. I now have an app on my phone, so I don't do that panic on Instagram when it's saying that it's a full moon. So I'm more prepared now. So yeah, preparation because you don't want to be at nine o'clock that night trying to, you know, journal and manifest and stuff. But you know, preparation, I guess, is so important because then you go in with like a true intention instead of being rushed and bringing that into the new month as well. Yes. And that's, and I love the word that you used intention because, you know, there are a lot of different rituals and things like that, that we can do. And we can kind of put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be like, well, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, sage on the full moon and put my crystals out and write my intentions and all these things. And I think all of that's wonderful and amazing. But the biggest part is the intention that we have. I'm going to be in the intention and the energy over these next two weeks of planting new seeds, of being open to new things, of taking action. I'm going to be in the intention of over the two weeks of the full moon cycle, releasing, letting go, allowing the universe to show me opportunities to just kind of open my hands and release with grace and ease. So um, it's important also to remember that it's not just like that one day, the energy of the new moons and the full moons, it's lasting for a two week cycle. So it's not like we have to feel this like, oh, I've got to get it all done now. So take a breather, relax, rest, and know that the universe is guiding you. And to the listeners, I think this is a time to remind you to take a big breath in, big belly (laughs) breath. 
Because yeah. sometimes yeah. just is it, pause, feel, choose. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. So that's so <laughs> beautiful. And I know we're running out of time, but being that you are just such a – I wear so many hats and I just think it all works so cohesively together through your empath, astrology, then moving into Reiki and that energy. How do you live – um your day-to-day how do you incorporate that reiki into your life oh wow that is a beautiful question really um so reiki is one of those things we were talking about this tiana even before we started today that reiki is essentially universal life force energy it is accessible to us all of the time, whether we're a Reiki master or we have zero training in energy or energy healing. And so for me, it's really about that management of energy, that recognizing that I'm intuitive, that I'm constantly receiving messages and downloads from the universe. And I can do that in a meditative space, or I can do that when I'm out in the world and just see something or feel something or have a gut feeling or a gut knowing. So that's a big way that I incorporate Reiki into my daily life. Um, It's also the transformation of our emotions and our thoughts, right? Reiki isn't just the laying of the hands and healing physically. It's also healing other people through our energy, but healing our own energy through recognizing, Hey, I can take a deep breath. I don't need to hold this space. I can, I can let go of this emotion that I don't want to feel. Um, so that's another way. And then I do use Reiki for physical healing. So if I have a headache, if I have an ailment, if I have something that, you know, isn't quite, doesn't feel quite right. I will perform self Reiki or have a friend do Reiki on me um, to, to do healing in that way too. So it's really embedded sort of every step of the way um, from my meditation practice to just being in alignment and flow with the universe to actually physically um, using Reiki to help stay healthy and, and vibrant. Yeah. And being that I've started my Reiki journey and that's what I'm studying and I love it and you (laughs) totally inspired me and I'd always thought, oh, maybe I do it. But I didn't realize that I was doing a lot of those steps already Mm -hmm. and, you know, connecting to the source and getting those downloads. But do you know what it all started? And I must just have had this magical teacher back in primary school and he used to make us move our hands and rub our hands and you know and you could feel and he's like rub it till you can feel that energy in your hands and he would like hold it over our kidneys and our legs and you could just feel this energy and it wasn't until I was doing study yesterday that I was like oh my god I cannot remember this teacher's name but I just remember him doing this practice and I but I still do it to this day. Like I know when my muscles hurt, when I'm at the gym, I would rub my hands together. I would sort of clap. I would produce this energy and I would imagine this beautiful life force of like white energy in my hand and I would put it on my calves and my legs. And I was just like mind blown of just like that energy that I was producing that I didn't even realize I was doing. Yes, it is, right? It's something that we naturally have or or utilize on a daily basis, but we don't even realize it. So it's so cool when we go through that formal training process of becoming a Reiki practitioner and it's like this light bulb goes off that you're like, wow, 
I've been doing this or for me, it was this knowing, I remember going through my Reiki, um, kind of the process they go through when you're attuned and you kind of go through the final steps. And it was just this, this voice coming in that was like, this is exactly where you're meant to be. It's exactly where you're meant to be. And I find so many people who are led to practice Reiki, um, kind of feel or hear or experience that same knowing. And so, yeah, if you're listening to this, if you're an empath, I think for any empath, it is a beautiful tool, um, to be able to learn and to give your, give, um, an outlet to your intuition, give an outlet to your empathy and the downloads you may already be receiving and your desire to heal other people and yourself. It could be a really powerful journey. So I encourage anyone to If my mom is listening, that's a shout out to you because she keeps (laughs) getting told that she has healing hands and she helped my great grandmother, who's her, her grandmother, um, she lived to a hundred and she's a beautiful woman. And she'd always tell my mum that she had healing hands. And my mum always had, I think she, I think she was a face where she's like, Oh, should I do massage? Should I do something? And I think she's sort of forgotten about it, but I think learning Reiki myself and what that means and really attuning, I think I'm like, my mum needs to be doing this. So it wow. is a shout out to her. I think this episode as well as all to all those listeners that, like you said so beautifully that, you know, the empaths that are out there really getting that attunement and it is having an outlet to really experience something so beautiful because it is, it's so beautiful and being able to connect to that higher source and that energy is, it's lighting my world up. You've, you know what that's like. It's incredible. It is. It's just the most comforting feeling like when you connect with that energy and um just to the point that you made earlier i'll share a little bit so um i did not really know what reiki was but from the first time that i heard the word i was like that's just like interesting like something in my soul heard the word and resonated with the vibration and thought well that's something i may want to explore someday and so i went to one reiki session i was sold signed up for reiki had no idea what i was in for didn't really even know what i was going to use it for i I didn't consider myself intuitive at all i think that's another assumption that people make is like well i've got to be intuitive or these are people who are psychic or gifted or have healing hands even if you are don't consider yourself any of those things if there's a vibration or a little nudge or something inside of you that says, hmm, maybe I should check this out, follow that. Follow that. Not just with Reiki, but in any area of your life. We all start at be- as beginners at some point in time. So, um, yeah, I hope that maybe someone who hears this today, if it's your mother or someone else, yeah. maybe will feel inspired. And you said something so amazing that is that sometimes you just don't feel like it's almost like you're not good enough, like I'm not intuitive enough, I don't have the gift. But all it starts is that feeling of, should I do this? It's like, what have you yeah. got to lose to create something so beautiful? And like I've said mm-hmm. before, you could, if you try it, it doesn't work out, you're still in that same spot you are right now. And is that such a bad place? Like you've given it a go. And, you know, regret is one of those things that eats away at you. You're not going to regret the decisions you make. You've given it a go. You're going to regret the decisions you didn't make. That's how I feel. And that's hard to live with sometimes. 
Yes, it is. And and don't compare yourself and your, what they say, chapter one to someone else's chapter, whatever, because we all, again, we all started somewhere. That was one of my, one of my limiting beliefs when I first started to get, walk in the spiritual journey and the spiritual path and even learning something like astrology. I was like, well, I don't know about that. Well, nobody knows. Nobody knows how to do things before we start to learn, before we allow ourselves to open up to it. But I find that when people have an inclination or a desire or something inside of them that feels connected to a specific modality, likely it's just reawakening that. My my personal belief is they probably did that in another lifetime and they just really need to remember. Um, yes. So follow your heart. Follow your heart and your passion and those little nudges from the universe. Oh my God, you have just made my day. And it's just connecting with beautiful energies like yourself that make this whole podcast worthwhile. Like I can't express my gratitude to you and your time and the incredible human being that you are and you're adding so much value to this world. Whether you realize it or not, you have made a huge impact on my life my day and my journey as well as little as we've spoken a couple of times that little bit I'm I'm getting teary has just really tuned my radio like it was crackly and I've tuned that radio in now and that little bit of a connection has changed my world into something that I'm going to be a big, strong woman. I've put my big girl panties on and I know my direction and where I'm going. And that is thanks to you. So I really have to say thank you. Thank you to you and your journey, honestly. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, this you hold such a beautiful space, right? You create this container for women like myself to share and for your light to shine out into the world and just your vibration and your positivity and your smile. And as you're interviewing me, it's just like, I could just feel like you're, you're just like in my soul and it's just an amazing gift that you have. So thank you for creating this space for myself and so many other women. I've just got goosebumps. An amazing, amazing journey ahead and inspire so many more people. So good luck to you and let's definitely keep in touch. Now, I need to ask you one last question and that would be, what would you love to tell your younger self? Mm, That is such a beautiful question. The words that are coming up are trust yourself, trust yourself. There was so much self-doubt. Um, growing up. And I think for so many of us, like we're talking about intuition, we're talking about, you know, centering and aligning with our true energy instead of being a people pleaser. There were nudges. There was a voice. The intuition was always there. You know, I was always kind of meant to go my own way and create my own path. But I, in my head, thought that there was a specific way or person or, you know, vision of what I had to be. And I worked so hard to be someone that wasn't really me. And it was all because I didn't trust myself. And so I would, I would go back and I would say, honey, just trust yourself, follow your heart, follow your dreams, go for it. And you will end up exactly where you are meant to be. So thank you for helping me reflect on that today. (laughs) Because sometimes we forget that. And it is that little reminder that, you know, to live that truth still because sometimes you forget your worth and the beautiful space you create and how important you are not only to the world but to yourself as well 
So now where Thank can you. our listeners find you? Where what have you got going on that you'd love just to scream to the ah. world? Yes. Well, I would love to invite people to follow me on Instagram. So Iron Gypsy Life is my Instagram handle. Um, so in terms of new things, what's going on, I'm always sharing there. And I'm one of those people where there's always something new and exciting. Um, and then I also have a free Facebook community. So if you really want to get in on the inside and be part of that, I do a video almost every week um, sharing practical things about number one, being an empath, but really it's all about creating abundance in whatever aspect of life that you determine that you want to be abundant in, whether it's relationships, money, purpose, health. Uh, it can be any area of life. We focus on all of the above. So I would love to have people join me there. If you go to um, kesleytweed.com, you can join from there. You can reach out to me there or my Instagram, Iron Gypsy Life. And the final thing that I'll mention is I do offer a free abundance activation chat. And so this is for if you, you know, kind of resonated with this today and you're interested in going deeper, you're interested potentially in longer term coaching, working together, but you really want to ultimately make those life shifts from maybe the, you know, a lack mentality or lack in any area of life to true of authentic abundance. That's what we do through those activation sessions and it's free. So you can sign up for that on my website, kesleytweed.com slash chat. So I'm looking forward to meeting some of your listeners, Tiana. I'm so excited and I'm definitely going to pop it all on the uh, show notes as well for you guys. And the links will be all on our Instagram as well. So thank you so much for your time and congratulations on the journey of motherhood that you're about to enter into and this beautiful stage of your life. Thank you so much. And thank you for holding this beautiful space. And I just look forward to, to connecting with potentially some of your listeners on social media. And it has been a pleasure to just share space and share energy with you. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening um, and connect with Kesley. Bye.